Ladies and gentlemen, you've made it to the grand drive. You've done your work. You've put in the effort. And now you get to enjoy the fruits of your labor. My name is Luke Sims, and I'm here with the star of the show, the Mac Daddy, Cole Reeves. Cole, it's kind of like Waldo. Where, where in the world are you at, Cole Reeves? Where am I at? Yes, sir. I am currently in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I have my petting zoo up here at the Sioux Empire Fair. So if you listen to this tomorrow, we're recording on a Wednesday because Luke's lazy and just got around to it. So if you're within earshot of South Dakota, swing by and see me. Is it hot up there? Is it hot up here? Yes. Yeah, it's it's pretty warm. It's like 85. Uh, Yeah, these guys say it's hot, but me, it's nice. So we made the rounds. I left my guys here yesterday and I went up into Minnesota, looked at a few show pigs, went to three or four little places up there, looked around. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe, you know, it's uh, August the 9th. We've it's already bought some pigs. It's getting uh, close. You know, uh, summer, you know, school start, school starting this week or next week. And summer's coming to an end, I guess, school-wise, not officially summer. I don't think we'll actually come to an end till about – the middle of October when it finally cools down, but uh, you know it's time to start thinking about buying pigs again. So a lot of these kids are going back to school. They probably really hadn't thought about it all summer. Maybe get some new blood in. Uh, you know, some guys, some kids taking the ag class for the first time, and they say, "Hey, I want to show a pig." So this late in the game, I mean, that's pretty much your best option uh, in a year. I mean, you the sheep and goats. There's still plenty of them out there, but. You know, cattle are a no-go. Their steers already had to been tagged in. So I think that's why, uh, you know, a, a big reason why the pig projects are so popular because, you know, if you want to, you can take the summer off, buy one when you uh, start back to school. Start new all over again. Well, <clears throat> I will catch you up to date since you've been gone for about a week. It is not that cool in Texas, and I don't even think it gets that cool at night here back home. Uh, no, Melissa said it was, you know, she said that it got down to like 82, but that was inside our house with the air conditioner. <laughs> with the air conditioner. <laughs> oh, uh, oh my God. Yeah. So it is, uh, it is about time to uh, get kids back in school. I know some started this week. Like I said, some will start next week. We actually went to the uh, ag extension office this week and got our paperwork for heart of Texas here in Texas. And, uh, in the state fair, which is, this will be our first year to go. So pretty excited about that and excited with everybody else that's got baby pigs coming in or shopping for baby pigs. Pretty fun time of the year. Uh, yeah. Let's start out. Yeah. We'll start out on a positive note this week, and we'll go from there with our positive comment. You want to hear it? No, but you're going to tell me anyway. I'm going to tell you anyways. And I like this one. Uh, it goes right along with the rest of our podcast. It says, dirty water has never stopped a plant from growing. Don't let negative words stunt your progress. It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, dirty water gave me diarrhea one time. <laughs> well, that's because you're somewhere you weren't supposed to be. <laughs> uh, hey, people are going to talk, um, win, lose, or draw. People are going to talk. Don't let that shit bother you. Uh, the more effort you put in, the more you win. Cole, you probably know as well as anybody having to. Uh, it's the just me because I don't let shit bother me. Yeah, when the more you win, the more people are going to talk. The more effort you put in, the more people are going to talk. So just keep your head down, keep doing what you're doing, and and ignore the 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 BS, right? Yeah. Oh, look, somebody has joined our Zoom. I'm glad they're muted. <laughs> Hey, we're getting pretty good at this technology stuff. You're in yeah, South Dakota, that's... and I'm back in Stephenville. Had we tried this the very first week, this would have been an absolute train wreck, right? Yeah, I think Melissa's uh, in a Zoom meeting driving down the road. That's real safe. Don't tell my instrument <laughs> company. I think she'd give Hadley the phone. We'll, we'll say she's oh. meeting safe and give Hadley the phone. Okay. She's responsible. Um <laughs> Hey, we seen we, we talked about social media a little bit last last week and how important it is and and the changes it can make and the goods and the bads and the uglies of it. And there there was a 
ugly little event come out last week that we probably all seen that's that's part of the world you know this one uh young show showman show woman however you want to call it oh that, yeah has some yeah. success yeah but that's what i that's touching back on my you know county fairs suck i mean they don't really okay i know some old people didn't like that i said that okay they don't suck they don't suck they make the best of it the kids enjoy them but there are people at county fairs that make them suck right you know this right. girl shows i've seen her you know some national shows and I uh, don't really know her name, but I just recognize her from the pictures. Uh, so she wins like uh, champion dairy steer, and, and all this, all this shit is over a, a dairy feeder steer. Like, I mean, she's somewhere in Michigan, so they write on her banners like "knew the judge cheater." They just vandalize her banners, and and honestly, it's over a dairy feeder steer. I mean. A dairy feeder steer. There's like twenty of them there, and they all are dairy. End of the day, they're all hatchet ass dairy feeder steers. But this is what we're talking about, you know. I mean, it's things like that. Like you don't see things like that happen at state and national shows. That stuff happens at county fairs because there's so many hometown heroes that never get out of the county that don't understand why a particular family or a particular kid or a particular group is winning because they bust their ass. They may or may not know the judge. I don't know. If you go to enough of these things, you're eventually going to stumble across a judge that knows who you are. Whether or not they use that to your advantage is up to the judge, okay? But my point is don't be an asshole, okay? Don't make people around you miserable because you're a miserable prick yourself, okay? Because I can promise you, if I ever caught someone doing that to a banner, it doesn't matter if I didn't even know the kid. It'd be uh, bad. Yeah, they'd be drinking out of a straw. It'd be bad. It, 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 there, there would be some consequences for sure. Out of a straw, that's dumb. They'd be eating out of a straw. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I'm just that's bullshit. You don't do that. You don't do that to a kid. So you basically. Basically, by you being a sour jackass, you're discounting a kid's win. Okay, you're discounting a breeder's success. With I, which I, I, I don't know this. This dairy feeder steer is different. Like we, that's not something we do in Texas. That's a northern thing. That, but they do it up here a lot, right? right. So you're discounting the kid's win. You're discounting the judge's decision. Work his tail off to get excellent dairy feeder steer genetics. You know, so. And then you're, you know, then you're discounting the judge's decision too. Like whether or not you're mad or not, don't be a, don't be an asshole about it because there's still a kid involved. Okay, right. right. And, and that kid, and, and granted, this young lady was older, you know, but I see it all the time with little kids. You know, them little, those little kids are innocent; they don't freaking know. They're there. To, they're there to have fun. No idea what's going on. They don't know that. You know that that maybe that judge knows their parents or not, whether or not he does. But don't don't discount a kid's win. Don't discount a breeder's success. Yes, if you think the animal sucked and shouldn't have won, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. I, I we've all been there. Everybody's been there. Uh, just. Shut just shut up. I mean, just leave it be. <laughs> right, I, honestly, I, I used to be the same way. Now I have a wife that like smacks me in the back of the head, <laughs> tells me to shut my stupid mouth. Cool. I think you said it best. Um, county fairs don't necessarily suck. I mean, there's a lot of people who put an effort into them, a lot of committees that spend volunteer time and, and volunteers to put these things together, and they want the best show possible, right? It, it's for the local, local community, yada, yada, yada. But th- there's some individuals that that really make it tough to have some fun at some of these shows. And, and our comment to those people, just be better. I, I, w- I will tell you, one of the old men, and, and he is – prominent uh hogger back in the day he was the man i mean when he was basically basically said that i was 
he did basically said he didn't like me. I was bashing county shows. I also told him, you listen to a 45-second clip of a 45-minute podcast. But I went back in his comment and posted pictures of all those signs and said, are these the county shows that you're telling me that I'm a that I'm that that I'm you know I shouldn't be talking bad about county shows because county shows are great places. Are this what you're talking about? Because it's not the county show; it's the jackasses involved or the jackasses that show up to them. I said, now this poor girl has got her banners vandalized, so she's going to have to pretty much go buy them to replace them because somebody didn't think her dairy feeder steer was good enough to win. Which, again, dairy feeder steers, that's crazy. But you know what? The young lady won. The young lady got her banners. Whoever did that, I hope they get their big toe run over by by a... By a vacuum cleaner. Something heavy. By a train. Okay? Yeah, just just be better. Our industry is too good. It's filled with too many good things to have those negative situations affect it and, and and talking about a good thing we're going to go from from that negative situation we're going to go right into a positive situation over the uh last Yay, few days it was sunday this past sunday we're recording on a wednesday this past sunday on the 6th they had the blake edwards benefit uh they're on showpig.com from what i understand that thing went very very well for blake edwards and his family uh man what a what a cool deal right Yes. Uh, I known Blake since, I mean, I guess we moved to Hamilton County in 2011. Uh, I mean, I knew him in college some, but not like he, him and my wife were on the same uh, livestock judging team, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, at Tarleton. And uh, so I didn't, but I didn't really meet him until I moved back to Hamilton County in 2011. I mean, he's a great guy, he's a family man. Uh, I'm just, uh, there's an overwhelming amount of support that came out. Uh, I don't know the final numbers. <laughs> I don't know the final numbers, uh, as far as what they raised, but it was more, it, it exceeded, it exceeded their expectations. Uh, uh, kids, former act teacher, Terry Bates was one that, uh, I'm sorry, Melissa. Yes, it was a real judging team. Okay. Geez. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop pinching me. Yes, Tarleton had a real – they do have a real judging team. I was just poking fun at my wife and some of the dirt that judged with her besides Blake. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tarleton is my alma mater, my um, whatever you call it, alma mater. I love the school. I believe purple. My, my other mother. <laughs> my other mother. Uh, anyways, overwhelming amount of support. I don't know the final numbers. Don't care. But I do know that it's he's on the road to recovery. This is going to help him out quite a bit. Uh, guys, if you ever get a chance to meet Blake, stop, have a chat with him. Uh, probably he's the complete opposite of me. <laughs> is He tries to make people around him happy. He's a people pleaser. I don't give a shit, so, you know, but Blake is a good person, and I'm glad this was able to have I'm, I'm glad that we were able to pull this together for him. Terry Bays, which is his, uh, one of his former ag teachers, had texted me a couple of months ago, you know, hey, what can we do? What do you think? And I said, hey, I said, have a benefit sale on showpick.com. I said, you'd be surprised at the amount of money you can raise through that because uh, everybody – is willing to donate. People would rather would, would rather buy from that. Like I know lots of those breeders' credits or farm credits brought more than they're worth. So I mean that yeah. tells me right there that that there's a lot of people out there that they weren't trying to get a bargain. They were just there to help a guy out. Right, right. And and I know we'd mentioned that on here. And from us to to everybody that that donated and made a purchase, thank you very much. We we appreciate that. And again, wish Blake and and his family all the well wishes in, in his upcoming. I can't powers. believe someone actually bought the Grand Job Podcast swag. They did, they did. I found out who that was, and um, we appreciate them very much. We'll try to get their their swag to them here in the next couple of weeks. Um, Did you make everything a size smaller just to jack with them? Because I don't bought it. <laughs> Summer hasn't been that good to them, huh? <laughs> um, 
Uh, real quick, there's quite a few sales coming up. Any that you want to mention? Uh, no, I mean, there's a bunch. I think uh, so. Matter of fact, while we're doing this podcast, uh, Marty Weissin texted me. They're opening their barn for gilts this weekend. I know uh, live sales, Cassidy Hayes has a sale Friday night. Uh, Luke Littner, the Littner Show Pigs, their sale is going to be Saturday. Uh, so, and I do know that uh, I saw Lawson Taylor put there online. He was going to be at both sales so he could haul pigs from one to the other if you couldn't get to them. So that's going to be our second, I guess, second round of live sales uh, next weekend. It looks like there is uh, exclusive in Stamford. Uh, Lackey's first sale is in Haskell Saturday night. The Invasion is in Stephenville Saturday. I think I saw something. Uh, Trevor Pachada down there in George West is having a, a sale with four or five different guys and have about 30, 35 head of barrels down there. So. Next two weeks going to be full. Next two weekends, uh, going to be a lot of traffic up and down the roads. So, well, good deal, good deal. And and as a reminder, because we're part of the podcast, uh, we can give ourselves a little, a little, a little jolt of information. Your barns are open, right, Cole? Oh yeah, yeah, they're open. I've been in them, yep. and there's a lot of things that I want out of them. <laughs> so I tell you, if you're looking for a good, you know one, what I, you know, you know what I want out of them. All them damn baby pigs because feed's expensive. <laughs> Joe, by the other day, didn't seem Melissa's truck full with a pallet of feed. And I'm like, oh, I hope them boys get that un- unloaded before I get there. Well, uh, well, wish you all the best, Cole. Hope you get all of them sold except for the couple that, that I've seen that I personally want. So, all right. With all those topics covered, we have got through our first part of – the eighth podcast that we've done. One one other thing, Cole. One other thing. I got to mention this. I don't know if we mentioned it last week or not. I know you're already almost world famous uh, for your television, but we talked about social media last week. And um, be danged if, if you're almost not going viral again on social media. Uh, send a big thanks and shout out to Jade McCoy for posting a clip of one of our shows. I I think we did mention that last week. We'll mention it again this week. But anyways, um, if you don't follow us on TikTok, get over there. It's the Grand Drive Podcast on TikTok. We have, uh, with the exception of Twitter, or X, as you want to reply to it, we're on all the social media platforms. Go give us a follow. I can't talk nobody still. (laughs) I don't think at this stage of the game. that That was terrible English. I still cannot twat anyone. Tweet. Whatever. All right. You ready for the main topic? Sure. I thought, about, I thought about this yesterday, yesterday or day before, and I thought that we would get a good perspective from Cole Reeves about this topic, and that is going to be barn etiquette. There's going to be two parts to it. There's going to be your home barn, and then once we get finished with that, we'll move on to the show barn. So, without further ado, Cole, barn etiquette. We got a lot of new pigs coming to homes. There's a lot of babies being brought home. What are some recommendations for preparation and cleaning on barns that have never been used or barns that have not been used since last year? What What are some recommendations that a lot of folks probably already know or some folks new in the industry might need to know? Do you want me to tell you what you're supposed to do or what I do? No, I want to know what we're supposed to do. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, I mean, you know, honestly, keep your barns clean. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard because we all still have, you know, if you're in Texas, a lot of people still have state fair pigs on feed. So not everybody has the luxury of a second barn where they can, you know, quarantine things. Uh, so most people have to buy new pigs and stick them in a barn with, you know, their older pigs. I'm thinking by this time, most of your state fair pigs are probably over any kind of sickness or bug or anything they had to have. Uh, I know we kind of, our jackpotting is 
literally never started. We haven't jackpotted much the last two summers. It's been too hot. But, yeah. you know, I would suggest if you're planning on buying baby pigs in the next two or three weeks, let's kind of, you know, maybe pump the brakes on some jackpots with these bigger pigs. And uh, speaking of jackpots with pigs, uh, guys, and I've done it. It's been a long time since I've done it. But when you buy a pig and it's, you know, kind of iffy on whether it's ready to go, don't start taking that sucker up and down the road, blowing smoke up its ass to jackpots. That's a good way to ruin one. Let's get them right, get them healthy, uh, make sure everything's going. I mean, it's really easy going in and out with these pigs. Pigs and chickens are like, Everything gets them sick. I mean, if you look at the commercial industry, everything's bios, you know, super biosecure, filtered air, because you fart wrong in a chicken barn and everything dies. You fart right. wrong in a pig barn, they all get sick. Uh, so be mindful of that. You know, if you're starting to bring in new babies, you know, probably a good idea to maybe pump the brakes on jackpots for a few weeks while you bring them in or, or something like that. Uh, you know, if you don't have pigs in the barn currently, uh, you know, I don't know how you end your season. If you end it like most people, you're like so damn tired. You just leave all your shit and everything in the barn and, you know, kind of pull it out, and scrape your barn, uh, maybe go through there, you know, maybe not necessarily power wash it, but that's always a plus. But, you know, like get some chlorhexidine. Let's disinfect a little bit. Bleach, you know, bleach works, bleach and water. Try to disinfect everything and, and maybe start fresh. Uh, uh, it's hot, still hot. Not everybody has an insulated barn. So, you know, you want to get some fans, maybe a port cool if you have to. You know, uh, pelleted shavings do work good in pens, but you have to stay on top of them as far as keeping them wet. Because if you don't keep them wet, they will get dusty and then you have a whole new set of problems. So, it's always good. Kick a new pig in. You know, kick new pigs in on fresh stuff. It is okay. It is 100% okay to put more than one pig in a pen in the beginning. Now, I'm not saying you need to feed them all the way to the middle of February like that, but it is okay to put more than one pig per pen. Okay. Lots of people do it. Uh, I think personally it, it helps them eat. Uh, they learn to eat better because they have to be competitive. They have to be competitive, you know. Hell, I, I'll feed them out of the same the same uh, feeder, you know. Yeah. Because if you just want them to eat, get enough, grow, know how to eat, it's okay to keep them in a pen. Like if you're running short of pens, put two to a pen. Hell, put if you got a big enough pen, put three to a pen. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just just as long as they're clean health, because they came out of a barn with multiple pigs. With multiple pigs. And the thing is, is, and and I'll tell them myself a little bit, uh, you know, we, we've been very fortunate to be around some folks that have taught us, you know, quite a bit pretty quick, but our first year showing, I believed pigs were, were pretty damn vibrant and healthy and, and could do a lot of things because growing up, you know, we hunted down here in South Texas, Southeast Texas. We hunted pigs with dogs, and they're very vibrant, and they live and well, they thrive. I, but it's a different set of it's a different set of pigs. So if you're new getting yeah. into it, those oh, yeah. those baby show hogs, they they're man, they're looking for a place to die sometimes. If you don't aren't real careful with them, I mean, you really got to take care of them. Sometimes they'll. you really got to be be you know gentle with them. And and the thing is, Cole is. If you're new to the pig industry and, and you see something wrong with your pig and they have a little cough or something, you need to fix it right away because those little pigs, they don't have a whole lot of whole lot of heart to fight a, a, well, a lot of yes, times. And, you know, like if you're buying pigs that are coming from the Midwest, a lot of those guys, I mean, first of all, that's a 20 to 25 degree temperature swing. A lot of those pigs come from, you know, an insulated barn, cooled, uh, you know, a very biosecure place. Uh, so sometimes their, you know, immune system is not as like, I mean, it's a good immune system, but they also don't have a lot of natural immunities because they've been in a biosecure place, things like that, because Midwest is full of commercial farms. So everybody takes all the extra precautions. I'm not saying that 
Texans don't, but, you know, uh, we just have a lot. I guess we're maybe. The climate's different. The climate's different. You know, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's a little more so humid. You, it's you a little more one, moist. You know, there's more bacteria. And it, it's going to be 105 to 110 degrees for the next, I'm going to say, three weeks. I mean, I looked. I think the last week of the month it's going to dip down into the high 90s, but that's still that's still pretty big for a pig that may have never been out of, you know, 80 degrees its whole life, you know, and yeah. climate-controlled stuff. So you keep an eye on those, watch those, uh, you know, uh, keep a fan on them, keep them cool. In, in a perfect world, if – somebody was to go to one of these sales or go to a breeder or something and pick up a, a couple of babies and bring them home. Are, are there any recommendations of, of, of vaccinations that, that maybe could be given before they get sick, maybe kind of as a preventative? Uh, most of them, I would say most of them probably come in vaccinated. I don't know. There might be, maybe a handful that don't, but, a large majority of them are going to come in already vaccinated, which is, you know. Yeah, a lot of the breeders you know, do, do great you work. Be, you, need to be, you need to be buying pigs from, you know, people that vaccinate them. This is yeah. not a, you know, we don't need any anti-vaxxers that don't shave their armpits raising show pigs. So, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, that, that's the deal. A bunch of the breeders nowadays are, are I would all, quality I, breeders, I would and, they, and, they take, and, they, and they take care of their babies. They that That's their source of income. They want to see them go and prosper. So they're going to take care of them. So when you buy one, make sure that, that you kind of go through a checklist of, you know, making sure they're healthy, make sure they're vaccinated, so on and so forth. I mean, I, I'm going to say 95% of the pigs that you're going to buy that are show pigs have been vaccinated for Cercomyco. A large portion of them vaccinated for PERS, flu. I always think it's a good idea when you get your barn full give everything another per another round of purse uh it's not going to hurt them probably right. help them so uh but just just that way everything is on the same program and things like that and when you when you talk about quarantine pens we had we'd mentioned that a little bit ago um or you, you'd kind of gone over quarantine pens uh a lot of people kind of understand quarantine pens and, and and have been in the industry for a while and realize what they are and for for somebody that's getting into the industry, somebody new, what, what kind of is a quarantine pen? And if you are going to quarantine, what is a good recommendation for, for how long you do quarantine? I mean, like, you know, quarantine barn is basically something that's isolated where if you go to a jackpot or go to a show or you bring them in fresh, you can keep them somewhere make sure that they don't have, you know, they don't bring a new bug into the barn. Uh, you know, like in the fall in Texas, there's a vast majority of people that jackpot pretty much every weekend. Like when I mentioned take the PQA course, they, you know, they suggest when you come back from a show like 14 days, they say leave your feet at shows. In a real world, that's awesome. Uh, or, you know, that's, that's awesome. But in the real world, most people don't have a second barn of quarantine in. Most people are not just going to leave $150 worth of feed at a show. Uh, you know, if you had the means, if you have a way to do it, you know, probably quarantine these baby pigs for a couple of weeks, make sure everything was good. Uh, if not, you know, which I'm, I'm thinking most people are probably just going to have to put them straight in their barns and that's okay too. Uh, but watch them, just watch them close. Uh, I think uh, as of now, you're probably, most of your big pigs are probably, you know, Maybe not immune, but they're probably their immune system is probably you know a little healthier, maybe a little little more used to some different things, especially being in our part of Texas, you know, in the Southwest where we live. Uh, so because they've been all summer and they've run to some shows and things like that. So I guess the main thing is make sure that if you're putting them in a barn with big hogs like your state fair, Kansas city type hogs. If you put them in the barn with those hogs, make sure that those hogs are healthy. There's no red flags. There's nothing in there. You know, Hey, this one's got this, this one's got this. Let's just kind of make sure those hogs are healthy. I think if you start with that, you'll probably be okay. 
Gotcha. And that's a good recommendation and uh, some, some really good information. Um, and probably when you're going to these sales and stuff, and you're going to person's barns and follow the recommended procedures, put, wear your boots, wash your hands when you, when you leave or before you go in your barn, that stuff's easily trackable. So don't, don't just run over to your buddy's barn and go in there and then go to your other buddy's barn and, and not put your boots on. You're tracking stuff everywhere. Just just be responsible, whether it's you, your kids, whoever it might be. Take care take care of other people's stuff like, like you'd take care of yours, like you'd want somebody to come into yours, right? Yes. All right. Pretty good session on home barn etiquette. And this is going to change gears a little bit and – we do have some jackpots that are going to be coming up here in the southern part of the United States. And I know there's still quite a few shows going on up in the North Country as well. And this one is is going to be a little bit different. And, and I'm kind of excited about this part of it because there's so many different opinions. Show barn etiquette. When you get to the show barn. Okay. And I kind of laughed whenever I, we were thinking about this because... I know everybody has uh, different opinions on on how these things should work. So you finally get your pigs, and we'll probably visit this again as, as Texas Majors comes up, whatever. We'll go at least a little bit in-depth into it and just cover it kind of quick maybe. So when you get to the pen or when you get to your, your big jackpot show or you get to your major. Don't even mention jackpots. Most people show off a trailer. They're there for a day. Talk about county show, your major shows, where you have to be there for multiple days. Sometimes you may be pinned by somebody that doesn't have, I guess, the etiquette that you do. I mean, I don't, you know, it just happens. Sometimes sometimes you're going to be pinned by someone that you don't want to be pinned by because not necessarily because of, you know, who they are, just by their actions and what they do and how they present themselves. Uh Guys, don't be a jerk. I mean, that's that's the number one rule. I mean, don't take up more space than you need. Uh, if you have, you know, if you have three pigs or four pigs and the people that are pinned on the same aisle do you have 40 pigs, don't take up as much room for, you know, just kind of know your space. Space is limited. We're we're tight anyway. We're cramped. I mean, we're two pigs to a pen. Uh, just damn near everywhere we go. Uh, our alleys aren't very wide. You know, we don't have room. Like we're not allowed to set up tables in Texas and things like that. So I mean, we we have to we have to improvise. So don't you know? If you got four pigs, don't stack up. Don't don't make a camp with fifty chairs right right there by them four pigs. I mean, come on. Let's just you know. And I'm not saying you gotta have one chair per pig or anything like that, but just kind of be mindful of your space. And you know, if you are a little bit in somebody's way, if they ask you nicely, "Can we, you know, get by here?" Just say yes. I mean, it's not that not that big of a deal. I mean, I don't recall one time I've ever told somebody no, or I'm not gonna move. But I can recall a bunch of times that people have said, no, I was here first. I'm not going to move. I'm not, you know, and most time, you know, I wasn't like saying, Hey, can you move? Is a Hey, can I squeeze by you? Or I've got to get in here to do something, you know? I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm a little different, you know, like if you, you know, if you've got a row of pins and the ends of each, each of that row should belong to the people that have the pig in the end pen. I mean, you know, if you've got a row of pins that has nothing backing up to the back side of it, then I think you're you're entitled to that space. I mean, you're entitled to that space right there. I mean, that's your pig. You've got to get in and out of there. That's the easiest way to handle shit. But not everybody thinks that way. Uh you know, we've all everybody's gotta to work together when you when you get to these things. You know, uh, the biggest thing is if someone asks you nicely just return the favor and be nice. If, you know, if they ask you or they're a jerk, then I don't think they deserve for you to be nice back to them. But, you know, uh, I I think etiquette, I think etiquette can be interchangeable with courtesy, right? Like use etiquette, use courtesy. And and um, also 
you gotta remember, you gotta you have to remember sometimes people do something on accident not knowing so don't flip out on them you know like if they if they know or if they do it multiple times then maybe you can have a right to get a little angry but if if it's just something they don't know or they accidentally do it or something like that you know be patient with them you know because you never know like you might be pinned across from somebody or by somebody that that has never been there might not know anything but you just being patient with them they might be your new best friend or they might be a lifelong customer of my or something like that you know just kind of be patient with them uh you know don't ever you know don't don't act like you're better than somebody because you know their pig has mange i mean they might not know they might not they, know. Might, they really might not know i mean it, you everybody know, everybody had a first day yeah everybody had a first day and and sometimes it happens show a little grace you know, and also don't like in, in like some of these shows it's like if you're traveling with a large group and like maybe you're pinned with somebody in that group and you're maybe new to the group or something don't move their animal like if your pig's in the back and there's in the front do not switch them on your own. Like you can ask somebody, don't move somebody's animal. That's a big pet peeve. I mean, don't don't touch other people's animals because the last thing I want to do or most people want to do is be responsible for something going lame right before they have to show. Just right. don't 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 touch it. Right. Just extend common courtesy, some grace and some patience. Uh there's there's gonna be a lot of new people coming in. Uh, to show in this year, uh, you know, there's going to be some seniors going out and there's going to be new people coming in. There's people that's done it their whole life and there's people that's going to be very brand new to it. So promote the industry, uh, in a, in a good manner. Be patient. Also remember, also remember kids are going to be kids. Okay. Yes. Kids, when they congregate in any large group, they're going to ass around. Okay. They're not, they mean nothing by it. You know, in Texas, they're, there's if you've got a large group of boys, there's a good chance there's gonna be three or four chicken ropes in the mix and they're gonna be roping each other. They're just playing, they're just having a good time. If they're not hurting you specifically, just leave them alone. Let them be kids. They could be doing a lot worse things than playing inside leg with a chicken rope at a at a stock show. Absolutely. I mean throwing a football around. Yeah, I mean, if they get a little rowdy, just kind of tell them, hey, guys, let's cool it. But I've seen so many people, like adults, just chew teenage boys' asses out because – and it's always boys because the girls don't have chicken rolls. They don't play football. Boys ass around more than girls, okay? It's just a natural yeah. thing. Girls sit around, most of them, and I don't know what they do, but they don't go out and play football and – play inside leg with chicken ropes and things like that. But I've seen so many boys that were just doing boy things, get their complete ass chewed out by just, you know, maybe, maybe they threw a football and it went too far and it, it, you know, went into somebody's camp or may have, you know, hit somebody. Yes, they did not intentionally do it. Maybe they need to calm down, but let's just, you know, don't don't chew kids' asses out for being kids, because I can promise you there's a hell of a lot worse things they can be doing than throwing a football or swinging a rope at a show. And honestly, I'm going to be totally honest with you, okay? If a kid swinging a rope or throwing a football spooks your pig and makes it run off, then let's chew your kids' ass out for not having that pig broke to go to a sh- broken up to go to a show. Let's just be totally honest with you, okay? That's it. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, and and I think some of the parents got to remember sometimes uh, these are labeled youth expo or youth show or youth livestock show. Very rarely, if ever, is it a parent show, right? So all these are kind of centered around and gathered around the betterment and the improvement for the youth, the next generation, right? So we, we have to allow... 
the kids to have fun, be kids a little bit, be responsible, of course, yes, and, and be courteous to those around them. But at the same time, it's for the kids. You know, if it was for the parents, it'd be a little bit different, but it's for the kids. Just be mindful. Uh, be nice in the barn. Let's not cause any of those issues like we've seen uh, this past week on social media. And let's talk one last little bullet point before we get to some questions and answers, Cole. Pictures and backdrops, uh, whenever we get there, it, it's what I've learned is that if you're getting ready for a picture or backdrop, kind of the general consensus is, is if the grand drive pig or the grand pig or reserve pig is just coming out of the arena, they probably should get a little bit of precedence over somebody in line. Kind of go ahead. All Everybody's there. The judge is there. All the people are there. What What, what is your take? That's the line. I mean – we typically let them go first if we're there. I mean, hey, y'all go first while the judge is there. But, like, at the end of the show, the grand drive, I mean, pretty much all that should be there to take pictures left anyway is the breed and reserve breed champions. Yeah. And we typically let them go first. I mean, like, you know, I like San Antonio, Gilts, Barras, Houston Barras, I mean, they line you up. They line you up. They tell you when you go. Uh, pretty simple. I mean, I I don't know. Taking pictures is it's a task that a lot of people. I, I don't. I think it's easy. Like it's a. Everybody wants a picture. Be patient. So many people don't get it. Right. All right. I don't know. I just i I don't care. I don't. I don't even like taking pictures. It doesn't make a shit to me. Once the show's over, just whatever. I'll I'll sit in line. I'll be if I'm the if I win if we win the whole show, which rarely happens, I'll wait till the last picture. It doesn't make a shit to me. I don't know. I kind of like waiting to the end, anyways, because there's always a brush laying around or there's something laying around that somebody's forgot. It's a good time to be there. Uh. You ready for question and answer? Yeah, sometimes, most of the time, I'm not even, like, around for the pictures. Somebody has to call me or text me. So, most of the time, I'm just talking somewhere because that's what I do. That's what I'm good at. It's the only thing I'm good at. I've never seen you talk at a show. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, all right, question and answers. We're getting close to the end of this one. I I sent this one to you earlier this week, and it's kind of a tough question, but but one that that's that's worth asking. And this comes from Bryce, and it says, "Hey y'all, I recently started listening to the podcast, and I have a question. I'm working on a master's degree in ag education, and with pigs becoming the species that lots of quote first years are starting to show, how do you stay relevant in the pig industry?" I don't know. I'm still trying to get relevant. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I guess once you're there, it's just keep doing what you do, I guess. Shit, I don't know. I think to, to me the way I, I interpret it, it's kind of a broad question. What 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 yeah. is relevant? So, yeah, you know what I mean, I mean what, what is relevant? I mean, you know, you ask the sixty year old guys that you know, they don't think that young guys are relevant. I don't know. I don't know what's relevant. I mean I mean you just keep buying good pigs and Keep doing the right things, and and that's kind of my take on on relevant is is to to get a specific answer. You're gonna to have to be more be more specific with the question. Relevant could be relevant with the trends with the pigs. Relevant could be with what's popular, you know, as well, brands like or if, what's popular with watch, feed. So so if you watch and you find someone that you know is doing well, you know, you watch them. Ask some questions. Hey, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You know, yeah, some of them aren't going to answer all the way because they don't want to give away their secrets. But there's a lot of guys that will just tell you, you know, this, this, and this. I mean, there's there's a lot of, a lot of help out there. But just find someone that you think, you know, knows what they're doing and, and seems to have a, a, a decent grasp on, you know, the industry right now and just get with them. I mean, ask them. Ask some questions if you need to. 
Yeah, and in, in relevance, like I say, it, it's up to interpretation on what really relevant watch, relevant is. Watch, pay attention. I mean, when when I first started, I would watch damn near every class. I mean, I just watch them, see what was happening, see what you know, what we need to look like, what we need to do. You know, get out there, you know, go to a few jackpots, go to a few major shows. Uh, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to know what's going on if you don't if you're not out there if you're not out there looking for yourself to me putting your own eyes on something uh seeing for yourself what the trend is what where we need to be where you know where we're going where we've been the best way to do that is for you to watch you to look you to watch uh, be involved things. I mean that that's kind of how I guess how we learn Melissa and myself is I mean cuz when I started back again in like 2012 when we started dabbling in it again uh been a long time you know a lot of things have changed since I'd been you know in a pig barn and Melissa never showed pigs she was a horse person so which helps a lot cuz skin and hair <laughs> right <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, you probably know this gentleman. This comes from Victor down in South Texas. And his question is, is it true that giving pigs baby rice cereal helps whenever they have the scours? I don't know. If you have one that has a scours, what's the best recommendation? Uh, SpectraGuard works. Add a few more oats. You know, right up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I I think Spectre Guard's pretty good. Uh, add a few more oats. I guess some people call them red oats. Just put some Spectre Guard and some oats. Uh, if they're chronically, you know, scouring or, you know, things like that, throw a little dirt in their feeder. Let them eat a little dirt. A little dirt never hurt, right? A little dirt never hurt. Cole, I uh. I hope that it stays cool for you up north this week. I hope that it rains for us down here this week. But uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. We just want to send a reminder to all of our listeners. We appreciate it very much. We thank you very much. We are closing in very, very close. Can you believe it, Cole? Let me look at it real quick. I'm going to pull it up. We are very close. We actually have surpassed 5,000 listens since the beginning of the Grand Drive. Yeah, We're at almost 55. I, I don't know if that's a lot or a little. I really don't know. I, I don't I either. This, I will say this before we go. Uh, if you're in the Southwest, uh, maybe tech, mainly Texas, I've uh, been listening to Farm Reports. Guys in Texas right now, they say we have 16% of our pastures that are uh, in good condition and 80% of our pastures are in poor condition. Uh, we need rain. Pray for rain. Uh, I don't know. It's coming. It'll come eventually. So I, I was hoping that this El Nino deal would kind of help us out this summer. But uh, at this point, most of my area, most of my area of central Texas is probably in worse shape than it was last summer. Uh, fortunately, though, the Panhandle, which is very rarely uh, not in a drought, they are uh, they have been blessed with quite a bit of rain. It's green up there. I think a lot of their lakes and reservoirs have filled back in, or, or, or you know, maybe not completely full, but you know, there's a lot of those lakes. Uh, like that Lake Meredith up there by Borger and Fritch, that thing was pretty pathetic. I think it's, I think it caught quite a bit of water. Northeast Texas is in good shape. Uh, but pray for rain, guys. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of my friends, uh, and a lot of people probably listen to this podcast that, you know, make a living farming, maybe ranching or, or maybe not a living, but a good chunk of their annual income. Uh, so you lay down at night. Thank the good Lord for the stars above and ask if we can send a little rain. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. We just need a little reprieve 
maybe maybe not a maybe not a flood, but a little reprieve from the rain. Yeah, a couple three or four inches of rain ain't gonna hurt nobody around Texas. Uh at this point, yeah. I I don't know if three or four inches would help much, but it dang sure wouldn't hurt. <laughs> I think it'd just fill some of the cracks up and run off. I mean, uh, we're we're pretty much dirt. I mean, about everywhere around me. I mean, uh, everywhere it's you know, most people are running out of tank water again. So we're in pretty bad shape. So pray for rain. I mean, maybe. You know, if not rain, maybe send a rain cloud to block the sun for a little while just to trick us. I <laughs> think a lot shade. of I, I think a lot of people might be happy with that right now. You you ain't lying. Cole, uh on behalf of myself and yourself, thank you to all the listeners. Uh we are absolutely excited to see how the Grand Drive is growing. Cole and I was talking about it the other day. We're getting messages from Georgia and Michigan and Florida and all over the place and it's crazy how this little podcast idea has kinda expanded and reached uh, different areas. We hope that we're being beneficial. We got to we gotta get some, we got to get some special guests on. I'm tired of having to just talk to you the whole time. <laughs> we talk all the time. We need to hear I, somebody. I've got a list of people. Got a list of people might be might be interesting to get on. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. You have a good week, my man. Hope you uh stay stay cool up there. Have fun. Be safe coming back home. Remember, you can find us on Facebook at the Grand Drive Podcast, Instagram, and the ever-famous TikTok. Uh, the males are still outweighing on the females as far as listening. It's almost 60% to 33%. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll have some more apparel for sale after the uh, initial initial set comes out. And we will wrap it up until next week. Hope you find the pig of your dreams at the sales coming up. And if not, give it Mr. Cole Reeves, and he can get you one in your hands. Cole Reeves, adios, my man. We'll see ya.